All right, let's get on our feet, everybody. Welcome to Lions Night. We're going to party a little bit before we get going, so let's put our hands together. sorrow no more night you're the light let it shine now let it shine now
love to pray for us. That's cool with you. Here's the thing, man. Um, we're grateful you guys are here with us tonight for Lions Night. It's pretty exciting. Uh, we got a few awesome, awesome players from our team uh, here with us tonight. But I first of all just want to say, like, welcome to Kensington Church. We are grateful that you're here today. We are grateful for some of you guys who have come in this place. Maybe church isn't a normal thing for you, but you you toughed it out and said, I'll come and hear about, hear about these players tonight, and I'll hear from them. And I just want to tell you right now, each and every one of you in this place, that there's a Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who loves each and every one of us in this place. No sin is too big. No pain, no brokenness too big for him to bear. And the thing is about that song that we just sang, I love it so much because it's just talking about how in the midst of our darkness, in the midst of our sin, that he's resurrecting each and every one of us. And we believe in the re resurrected Jesus Christ in this place. And so we're grateful that you're here with us tonight. We're going to sing another song and then we'll get the players out. You know, that's why you really came too. But we are grateful, like I said, we're grateful that you're here. We're grateful that you're singing with us. Um, and we just continue to ask you to, to be on this journey with us. Uh, a lot of us are, are back and forth in this journey with Jesus. And um, life's not always easy, but we're grateful that you're here with us tonight. Uh, so let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, as we sing another song about how incredible your name is, we are grateful for your sacrifice on the cross. We are grateful for your resurrection, and we believe, in, we believe that in this place, Lord Jesus, so we speak that out. And Lord, I really believe that not one person, what the scriptures say, there's not one thing that can draw us away from your love. You love us no matter what. And so, Jesus, I pray that becomes truth for people in this place tonight. Amen. You are the word of the beginning, one with God, the Lord most
thank you for tonight. We thank you for why we gather. And Lord Jesus, may your name be the name above all names, the name that we sing about. May you be the God that we each and every one of us find our identity in. May we pray. Amen. Gentlemen, get back on your feet because we are going to announce your Detroit Lions. That is weak. That is weak. The man of the special teams. He is one of the best we've ever seen in Detroit. Don! Gary! Louder! Folks, we've been trying to get our running game going. There's been many times we've been seeing it going by our favorite Zach Zenner! Earlier this year, we lost one of our punters. So we had a man step in for us. K.C. Redford! Folks, he's one of our favorites. I know when you're watching him on Sundays, you're having a great time because he's smashing people in the face. Miles Killaboo! And last but not least, his alma mater's Notre Dame. He played in that place called Seattle, but now he's here in Detroit. Go, 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 Golden Team! And folks, the man of the hour, your chaplain of the Detroit Lions, Dave Wilson. <laughs> the real hero. <laughs> These are your. Detroit Lions, one more time for you, Detroit Lions. That's me. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Cody, let's do it. We got a little competition going on. Uh, Cody's going to, you can go ahead and sit down. We've got a competition about what? Are we, are we bringing the lights up right now or what? We're bringing the lights up. And by the way, this is props. This is props. By the way, some of you don't know this. But this season, I've been the Detroit Lions chaplain for, anybody know how many years? 33 years. Let's see, were you born yet? He was not born yet. Were you born? I, I These two weren't born. born yet. Come on. I'm 30. No one was born. All right, forget born. it. That was a bad question. My voice is gone. I thought somebody had been born in 1985. Uh, That's when I started. Um, but here's the deal. This year, the first time in 33 years, I had a co-chaplain. His name is Cody Wilson. I, I barely, He's standing right here. Barely helped. And his wife, Jenna, Jenna, hopefully be up here later, led the wife's Bible study with my wife, Jenna Ann. Jenna Wilson. Yeah, she's here. She's in the house. And I just got to say, I don't know if Golden knows this, but my college, Ball State, beat Notre Dame last night on a three at the buzzer. Do you know that? 
Congratulations. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. Okay, Cody, let's go. Well, uh, some of you guys know uh, this year in the NFL, uh, something that's been really fun is the, the team celebrations during the touchdowns. So we thought we'd have a little fun competition a little bit. Sorry I can't talk really loud. I even got, I know I got some high schoolers out there that have the horn on their phone. <laughs> but, but we're going to have some fun. We're going to do a little touchdown celebration dance. So first we're going to have the players go, and then the wives are going to come up. So a little battle of the sexes going on. But, but you know, if we're going to have a dance-off, we got to get some James Brown, king of the James funk. James Brown? Do we, do we have some James yeah. Brown? Oh, come on. You guys feel that? Try not. Try to stay, sit skelter in this. Right, you yeah, guys, you guys got something? This is what we're going to do. This is a touchdown celebration. Hold on. So yeah, I'm gonna up. I'm gonna give you guys a countdown. I'll give you a countdown. You don't want the music? No music. All right, all right. Turn the music down. I guess. All right. I like. They don't want I the music. That. They don't want the music. Now, hey, the rumor out there is the wives have a Bible study this morning. The rumor is they didn't study the Bible all morning. They worked on their touchdown celebration. So they even told us the guys go first because they want to they want to smash us. So here we go. And this, this is what these we'll guys, do. These guys I'm worked gonna, all day. I'll start a countdown. I'll go five. And you guys count down with me. When we get the one, they're going to start. The way we're going to settle it at the end is going to be crowd volume. So after they both go, I'll point at one. So, you know, study well. We want an informed decision <laughs> on this. And so we need you guys. Are, are you guys, do you guys got, they're coming up with theirs right now is what's happening. You got, you right, got 15 right. seconds. What else do we have to talk? If you guys want to crank up the James Brown, I'll give you guys a little something. Let's see it. You got something? That's all. That's all. <laughs> wow! That's the Wilson upgrade right there. All right, you guys ready? <laughs> okay. All right. All right here spent. we go. Hey, I'm gonna give you a countdown. So I'll go five, four, three, two, one. I'm one. You're good. You good? Okay. No more music. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. You can turn it down. Here we go. You guys man, ready? Man, this looks elaborate. You good? All right. Here we go. Five. Four, three, two, one. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, I like it. Oh, uh, Matrix. 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 I feel like I played textures. Yes. Wow. 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 All right. All right. All right. That was good. That was good. That was pretty good. Do we, do we gotta get wives up here? And that was good. All right. Respect. Let's Respect. bring up the Detroit Respect. Lion wives. And you want to introduce them first, or you just want to do it and then introduce them? They're not scared. She's got a mic on. Yeah, I do. Yeah, she's good. You want them? Well, this is, is this your better halves? These are the better halves? Yes. This is Keisha. This is Don's wife. Keisha Gary. This is Elise. This Tate. is Golden's wife. Oh, and Tater Tot. <laughs> yeah. This is Alyssa Zenner. This is Zach's wife. And another baby in March. 
No wonder we don't win football. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! This is Laura. And this is Casey's wife. And this is and this is Jenna, Cody's wife. All right. Okay, so are we about ready here? I'll give you the countdown. You guys let me know when you're good and we can make it happen. We have to get ready here. They brought props. My voice is coming. No, 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 no. Ready for the chairs? Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, so the team has already scored. We're, just yeah, so we you understand. know. We're not we'll doing the, the scoring hey, as hey, they've we'll done. Hey, we'll give you the countdown. You're good. We're going to do All right, the here countdown. We go. You guys ready? We're going to give you the five, four, five, four, four three, two, one. Okay, right? Oh. <laughs> Blind kicking. Ah! Oh my god! 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 Point to the to the wives, yeah. Uh, there is there is water <laughs> yeah. on the stage. Did you that hear was uh, that Golden? was that was PG thirteen at least. It was a little graphic. I'm sorry if we offended you. All right, here we go. So I want to hear crowd noise for the players. Can I hear you guys? What do we think? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, that doesn't That's sound very good. good. Okay, how about for the wives and the women? Women are louder. Win. The women win. It's done. It's done. They won. The women win. <laughs> there goes the baby. All right, don't leave. Don't leave. We're going to bring some chairs out. We're going to talk to them a little bit. You know, I, I think it's not fair. They played the baby card. That always wins, even though the baby's being thrown around the stage right now. Um, so we're going to sit down and take a few minutes and talk to these guys. And while we do that, what am I hearing here? Oh, I'm hearing my wife. Honey. Do not talk over me. I've told you this. I've told you this. The Bible says be submissive, all right? It's in there. It's the only verse every man in the church knows. One Bible verse. They don't know any other verse. They don't even know what it means. That's not what it means, by the way. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I don't know how we're going to do it. I'm supposed to sit in the middle because we're going to put five on each side. So move over here. Oh, you guys are together. Forget it. No, you're good. We're good. And you're, I don't know. We don't know how to count. Here, let's bring this one over here. All right, here we go. And you stay there. I'll stay here. No, you should be with the wives. Other wives are everywhere. Oh, you should be with me. Don't you like how she listens? I love it. All right. Were you saying something? No, I wouldn't say anything. 
doesn't say anything. So, uh, every year we do this, and we ask these guys questions, and they always say, what are you going to ask me? And I say, I don't know until it comes out of my mouth. So they have no idea. Do you? You have no idea. We have no idea uh, where, where we're going to talk about. Let's talk first. The, the most important question everybody in the room wants to know is, when's the baby due? Oh, yeah, we need mics. Hey, Cody, where'd that mic go? <laughs> Here they are. Here they are. That was sort of a, a miss. Here you go. We need more? Yeah. You pass January. these around. Okay. 24th. 24th of what? January. January. Oh, I didn't hear it. So the week of the Super Bowl. Is that when it is? What are you yeah. going to do? Well, it's the next week, two weeks later. Golden, are you going to play in the Super Bowl or are you going to be home taking care of the baby? <laughs> we have plans to induce, you know, uh, right before, and okay. then we'll just go All to the right. Super Bowl, family of three. He didn't catch that. You didn't even catch that we are in the Super Bowl. That was my question. Yeah, we're going to be in Super Bowl. I just didn't know what the date <laughs> you know One game at a time, one and oh, you know. You guys can share those. All right, let's talk about this. Here, here Miles. Um, Miles did want me... To make sure you all knew that he's single and available. He just he told me that. He does this yes. every year to you. No, I asked him and he said, he said, maybe, maybe not. So I don't know what that means. Miles, tell me what you think of me right now. Oh You're awesome, man. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. It's on. It's on. Awesome. I'm awesome. Awesome um, So let's start here. We just came. You just came back from Baltimore with a loss. Everybody in the town is starting to write the team off. What do you guys feel? In terms of win and loss, what are you guys feeling right now as a team? Any one of you guys can answer. Sure, I'll, I'll take you guys. Um, obviously, we're, we're disappointed with the loss. Um, it's not what we wanted. It's not what our fans deserve. And um, we're, we're doing what's necessary to give you all the performance that you all deserve. Um, our mindset now is that we still have games left, right? So the, the way that media works is, you know, when you win, you're the best thing since sliced bread. When you lose, you can't play dead in the cowboy movie. Right, so and it, it, our, our mindset is our goals are still ahead of us, um, and we're going to finish off this season strong, and then we'll see what happens at the end. Yeah. There you go. I'll start with uh, Casey and Laurel down here, because um, I have an interesting story. Uh, started the season as our punter, actually punted how many times? One time. Tell them what happened. Uh, I mean, so, maybe you don't want to relive that moment, but let's no, go back okay. there for a second. Okay. Yeah, so I came in and um, had one punt, second punt coming out of the end zone and uh, watching the ball. Next thing I know, it hits me in the stomach and it's on the ground. And uh, I pick it up, run out to the right, see a guy in front of me and just keep running and get to the sideline. And I get hit by a couple guys and uh, tore my knee up. So. It was over um, pretty quick. I mean, so that means you're done for the season. Yeah. Possible surgery coming up. Yeah, the 14th, we're scheduled for surgery, so prayers, please. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about how you get through something like that. Um, Either one of you. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so a little bit about my journey. This is going on my fourth year uh, pursuing an active uh, – spot on a roster and then the time came this year and that like like we just said we got one punt and then this happened so um for us the biggest thing and this is our first year of marriage by the way so, uh, <laughs> um 
really, I couldn't do it without her. Um, she's been a huge support. She actually had a similar injury when we first met. I met her three days before her surgery. Oh, wow. Um, so it's going to be nice having her uh, experience and her support behind this. But, um, but our relationship in Jesus has really been, um, it's really been huge for us. Uh, I had this dream since I was a little kid about playing professional sports. And I go to a small Division One school. And that right there, you know, you don't get the big division one. And so that right there is a bunch of no's in your face. And so I push through that and keep pursuing the NFL. And then this thing comes up and this is my fourth year. And so what I would say that has helped me the most is I know that the dream, the passions, the abilities that God has given me, and I'm just going to keep going with it. I'm not going to stop. And so there's so many people that will tell you no in your life for all you little kids out here. Um, I, I really want to encourage you to keep going with that dream you have right now um, because God has given you that for a reason. And you might hear a bunch of no, but find the yeses and the encouragement and just keep running with it. Mm. Amen. That's good. Good word. Good word. It is interesting to, to, to catch what Casey said in Laurel. He's been in the league four years, never once played in a game. So on practice squad, it's not activated yet. Finally gets activated. His second play in the league, this happens. And it's just a, it's, it's, it's life, isn't it? You never know. You have dreams. You have expectations. And so often, they don't turn out the way we want. And you have to literally trust God in those moments when it, it seems like even God's saying a no. He's got a yes in there somewhere doing something. Well, it's interesting. Even in our Bible study today, we, were t- we, we just. You guys didn't do Bible study <laughs> yes, today. Yes, we did. We- yeah, that's all they did. <laughs> We, uh, we talked, we're in Philippians, we're in Philippians 4 when Paul says to rejoice always. And um, it's interesting because we were talking about the difference between happiness and joy, kind of what Kelio Kids talked about. You girls, like, you had some good stuff to say about that, Keisha, today, even in the rejoicing part. Let's hear it. Yeah, um, so Ann asked us a question um, about joy. How do we find joy in hard situations? And I looked up the definition of joy, and it basically said, as a verb, it means to rejoice. And I've told them, I think, what that means is even when we encounter trials, tribulations, different circumstances that we feel as though we can't make it through, that we should rejoice. And even as we start rejoicing, we'll see and we'll begin to trust God and know that he has our back in the end. And when we believe that, then we can push through those circumstances and those situations. Good. So re- rejoice always. Yeah, it's yeah, really good. Okay, I'll throw I'll throw this down at the end of Miles because um, some of you know if you Thanks, follow man. Lions, Miles' story has a little bit to do with Vegas, and the tragedy that took place in Vegas affected several people you know, right? That's right. Talk about how you walked through that. I know even on our bye week you went back. What's that situation of tragedy? How does that? How do you walk through that as a man of faith? Um, well, first of all, it was pretty tough because I didn't know what had happened until, you know, hours later. I was already asleep because, uh, you know, time difference. But I woke up to a lot of text messages, you know, people asking, you know. Uh, I got one text message that really kind of messed me up. They asked if I had seen someone. Um, they asked if I had heard from, you know, the person. I don't want to say a name, but. 
And so I was like, have I talked to them? What do you mean? Like, where are they? And then yeah. I looked at all the other messages and I come to like find out that something bad had happened. And, um, <clears throat> sorry, but, uh, I did have some friends, uh, who were affected and it was tough, but you know, I was able to see after, after everything settled down, um, thankfully all of my friends, you know, they're out of the hospital, everything's, everything's fine with my friends, my family, um, wasn't, wasn't there thankfully, but, um, I was able to see Las Vegas specifically, you know, when you think of Vegas, a lot of people, they don't, if you don't think it's like hell, you definitely think you can like see it from there, right? Like when people <laughs> think of Vegas and like, it, so you don't, you don't necessarily assume that like after something like that happens that Vegas is going to like wrap its arms around uh, the victims and just anyone who was involved with love, but that's actually what happened. And so it was really encouraging to see that. And for up until what I know now, like it's the same thing. Like it's just a spirit of love and encouragement and community in a city that's so like, widespread known to be like a city of sin and so it's really encouraging and when I see that it gives me strength it makes me proud to be from a place like that and so my response to that is is in line with with that city is just being encouraging to those around me every day yeah Yeah, it's awesome yeah you know it's some some of you know that we uh, several years ago got to help plant a church in Vegas and our, our pastor out there always calls Vegas not the city of sin, the city of grace. Because where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. And it's like, man, the gospel and Jesus is, even in that tragic situation, is just unleashing grace over that, that city. And it, of all places, they need it as much as ever right now, right? It's, a, it's an amazing time. Um, talk about the Zenners a little bit. You guys have been married how long now? Two years? Almost two years? Two years in March. Talk about how, how you like married life in the NFL. There's a lot there, Dave. <laughs> you can go anywhere you want. It gets the easy topic. Yeah, yeah right. Um, I think one of the – I'll just talk about one of the biggest struggles that we face is when I get home on a day like today, Wednesday or Thursday – uh, and don't want to do anything, um, <laughs> but sit on the couch. <laughs> and Alyssa worked last year, was very busy, but uh, the job uh, working in Dearborn Heights was too stressful. Um, as a teacher. As a teacher, yeah, as a uh, physical education teacher. All right. Um, so this year is at home, and now uh, is, has a lot more energy than last year. <laughs> and wants to do more things, and I'm not really a do-things kind of guy during the football season. <laughs> That's just not really me, you know. Uh, I'd rather just sit on my little spot on my couch, and uh, everything's in front of me, you know. There's my Bible, a book, I got my film here, the TV, Xbox, you know, I'm all set up. <laughs> Kitchen's only three steps away. Um, so I think the ba- just finding that balance of, you know, finding things to, to do, uh, that are within 20 minutes draft time. That's one of my requirements. <laughs> Tonight's a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, you it is. Way it really here. is. I mean, I drove a long way. Uh, <laughs> but that's one of that's one of the the struggles I think that we face. Um, but I, but I think 
what one of the positives is, one of the many positives, I should say, is you, have, you always have someone that's cheering for you all the time, uh, always has your back, to use that phrase. Also, I can, I can put a lot of my uh, things I don't want to do, and I can just kind of send them to her, like <laughs> tickets, uh, you know, if some family's coming in town, uh, I just can kind of, hey, can you take care of this? And I have someone that, that's willing to do that for me and take a load off my shoulders, uh, which, is re which I really appreciate. Listen, want to add anything? Yeah, you want to clarify anything he said? It's not only me; it's the dog. <laughs> you leave out of activities. Um, I don't know. I think what I struggle with is I want to know why. Like, why aren't you playing or this and that? And he doesn't want to talk about it. So I've learned to mm. kind of hold back. And I actually read the Bible today instead of asking you a question. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and just kind of talking to myself about it and talking to God about it instead of constantly bothering him because I know he's not happy about it sometimes and bothers him. So to bring it up is only making it worse. So that's one of the things just that I dealt with today. So There you go. There you go. Um, I'd love to hear, like, from you guys, the tapes. Like, talk to, tell us about when, when your relationship with God really kind of started becoming important, your journey. It's kind of a broad question. Um, well, I'll start, and then he, he can just finish it off. Um, I'd say God has always been um, really important to us. Um, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, Golden went to uh, Catholic school. Uh, we both grew up in faith. Um, I always knew that was so important to me to find a Christian husband, a Christian partner, someone that, you know, we're on the same page spiritually. And I really encourage you ladies not to settle. <laughs> find yourself a God man. <laughs> um, Preach it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Um, I would say in the beginning of our relationship, it was definitely more of me leading us, um, just kind of with, you know, wanting to go to church or wanting to do things together or even just like I'm becoming my mom, like, don't listen to that music. That's poison. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, did I say that? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I feel like in the beginning, it really was like me kind of leading us, which is not what I wanted. It's that's not the way the Bible wants it either. And then probably like we've been together for like eight years. So probably like five years ago was like a big turning point for us. And or yeah, five, four or five years ago. And he just became like the Christ leader in our relationship. And that just changes everything when the center of your relationship is Christ-based, but when your husband is leading you. It just, like, relieves so much stress off of, uh, or it really relieves, relieved a lot of stress off of my shoulders. So I want to encourage all you women out there, like, it, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, and um, just keep praying for it. Um, eventually it will happen, like, four years of me praying for that. And I don't even know, like, you know, something specific that happened, but yeah, what, Golden what just happened, took Golden? over. Something, anything we, we did go to a, a conference, which you can talk about that. 
He's trying to get the mic. <laughs> um, I, I would say uh, I went to a Catholic high school, went to a Catholic college, and believed in God. Um, but during that time frame, um, to me, God was like a, I felt like we had so much, we, we, we didn't have anything in common. Um, and I felt like it was like a duty to go to church. Um, and once I got to Seattle and, and met Elise, um, I'll never forget the turning point for me. Um, went to City Church out in Seattle, and um, was it Chad Beach? Yeah. It was Chad Beach, and he kind of put it. He who he's married a pastor. this lady? Yeah, he's a pastor. But um, at church, he he kind of explained it in a way that was like, okay, wow, th this makes sense. But anyway, so he said to treat um, God and His love like an IKEA couch. <laughs> Sounds weird at, at the time, like oh. Oh, okay. Um, and he said, don't treat God like that living room, what we had when, when I was growing up, that living room with the all white where you just never go in there for except for special occasions. And to me, I was like, huh, okay. And so as I listened to more, um, the point he was making is, um, God, you should love all over him. You should sit on that couch all day, every day. It, it should be the center of, you know, when you come home, it should be the center of your, your life. And I was like, okay. And I think previous to then, I was so scared of the life I'd lived in the past that I was so scared to, like, trust or even walk towards God because I was so so ashamed of what I've done in the past. Um, and he also said that message is that when you sin, that should actually bring you closer to God. And that's when it kind of clicked to me. I was like, wow, is that is that true? And I kind of, we kind of talked. And from then on, our relationship just got better and better. Um, and I felt more and more comfortable leading, um, you know, groups and leading our relationship. Um, and there was a time where, you know, I just didn't want to be around, I guess, strong Christians. And now some of my best friends are those strong people in our community. And I look up to them so much and I want to be like them so much. So just seeing it evolved has been a journey and it's something I'm still, you know, trying to be better, still looking for, you know, what, what I can do to be better to serve our, my community and lead our marriage and our family. Amen. I think, um, I don't know if you guys know that, but there's this secret jealousy that goes on about Golden and Elise. Because they're what just do you mean, like, what do you mean, jealousy with yeah, you? Yeah, there's just like this, they're, they're really ooey, gooey, lovey, and they're really like sweet to each other. So I, I had to show you this picture of what I mean by that. You brought a picture of what? Uh-huh. Never let you in our house. All right, here it is. Okay, no, go, to, go to the one with all of them. Oh, okay. Of will them? you guys explain that to us? <laughs> what is that? I don't even know what that Dave is. Dave doesn't even know about it's this. weird obsession. Dave, and I want you to get some good ideas from this. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're married, and things get a bit repetitive at times, and sometimes we need to be reminded. And um, Elise, is, she loves Pinterest, and she's always looking for creative looking for creative ways to love each other. And so um, Elise started writing these notes on Post-its. Um, and the toilet's right behind us, so as you squat, you stare. It's oh, there. That's, really? what, that's in the bathroom. Your, your, your daily oh. stool or whatever, I guess you call it. Oh, go, so to, the, go to one of the ones like, so okay. So these are notes. So anyways, these are, these are notes. And 
like we just Chicken randomly will write each other notes and we used to put them like on the mirror or you know before we'd like write them at night and then like he would see it in the mirror when he'd go to work see like this one tricking me into the car and you're really taking me shopping i mean heart this is why this Dream is why everyone's, this is why everyone's jealous he actually did this like this one day he tricked me into like going in the car going somewhere and i was like no i don't want to go anywhere and you took her shopping. And he took me shopping. That's impressive. It was, it was All right, honey, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's why Ann go chose to, Go that to one. another one. I don't yeah. make that kind of money. Thankful you can throw it down in the kitchen. Throw down in the kitchen. Homegirl can cook. Um, that was you to her? You wrote that one? Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah. At, the, look at the writing. Okay. Like, um, yeah, just she can cook really, really well, um, which is why I'm probably the most unathletic looking receiver in the league. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just love, it's another reason I love her. Anyways, we just, it's just a, a really cute way. Like, you know, there's the five love languages. I'm sure some of you guys have heard that, but um, this is one way that really like vocalize reasons that we love each other. Or we're thankful for each other. And it just grew. Like it, it used to just be a couple sticky notes. Um, it's really but like sweet. If, if I come home from, a trip or something like golden will put sticky notes like in the fridge it's like i got you some lacroix and like this is your favorite whatever like i'm so thankful for you and he just like puts sticky notes around and i do it the same and then we started putting it on a wall and it's just it's just like really encouraging to know that you know those are all the reasons that your spouse loves you and is thankful for you so you guys should all get on the sticky note game wow <laughs> Isn't that good? Wow, I feel really low right now. <laughs> you guys with me? Don't do too. You guys too late to start. Never too late to start. Don't do that. That's good. That's good. Man, that's actually. Don you is know, gonna feel it. Don is gonna start doing it. Yes. He, <laughs> he is. Hey, Cody and Jenna started doing it. They did. Yeah. After hearing about this. Yeah. That is. Oh, Jenna, you started doing it, and Cody didn't Never know about it. Never told him why. She just acted like. <laughs> She put it up and you didn't see it for two weeks. Because you got to put it by the toilet, Jenna. <laughs> Wherever he spends the most time is right there by the toilet. I could read about 50 of those. Especially anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, one of the things we did this year, which I don't know what the wives thought. It was sort of interesting, but uh, they have their Bible study like today on Wednesday mornings. We have ours on Monday night and then Friday mornings at the facility. And then Saturday night, we have a chapel service. We have all kinds of things going on during the week for, for these guys if they want to uh, participate. So Anne was gone the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, as many of you know, taking care of her parents. And so the wives all still wanted to meet. She's like, I'm not going to be in town, but if you want, I can send Dave. <laughs> so I went uh, to Kelly Stafford's house. How many wives? 15, 20? I don't know. 20. All right, did you guys learn anything? Tell, tell them what you learned about men. Because I was supposed to go in and say, here's what we want as men. Anything you guys learned? Guys, did they, did they respect you in any greater way? And how you can apply it. Yeah, and how you can apply it. Come on, one thing. What's the number one need of men? What did I tell you? There's kids here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you can say anything. I didn't say that. I said respect. You know what's funny is that okay, we were it. all really encouraged by how much you love Anne. And we told and we told her that like it almost it's not like what you taught us but it made us realize because of how you were speaking about Anne to us like we were we were all kind of encouraged like our guys do that too. 
you know, like not when she doesn't know, because every question or every scenario that we had somehow Dave brought it back to Anne. Like he was like, you know, we got this offer in the church, but it was because of Anne, you know, they didn't want me. And you know, like every, every, everything that he talked about, it was because of how great his wife was. And I think we were all just kind of like, Oh, we love you guys. (laughs) That's good. I didn't even know that. Nice. That's cool. Okay. What'd you say? I'll tell you, I'll tell you later. Um, Don, talk a little bit about, I mean, you and both you two, and everybody's this way, but there's a unique, everybody knows there's a unique love that you two have for the Word of God. I mean, you're going to seminary, you've been going to seminary ever since you got here. That's very unique. I mean, Zach's in med school, you're in, you know, seminary school with, who knows what God's going to do. Well, not med school. Not yet. Sort of. Sort of. I mean, the off season you do med stuff, right? Yeah, anyway, so Don, talk about that. Talk about your love for the Word. My love or what's going on with the team? You, you can talk about whatever you want, Don. And even, and you Anything you want. Such, you're you both, both such strong both, leaders. Yeah. Yeah, you're both, both, both such strong leaders spiritually, too. Sure. Like, you just, it exudes from every pore of both of you. Okay, so I, I'll go personally, then I'll talk about the team. All right. um, personally, I was raised in a, a Kojic church, Church of God in Christ, and... Um, the particular church I went to was a family-oriented church that kind of focused more on tradition than the actual Word of God. And um, the nuance to that, traditions are wonderful when placed in, in the right context. So I'm not against tradition, but a lot of our traditions were not found biblically. So as, at a young age, I would read the Bible and not see you know, um, that in life, so I kind of walked away from the faith. And it wasn't until 2011 that the Lord called me back to the faith that I realized, okay, one of the reasons I fled the faith was the errant teachings um, within the church. So I made a promise that I was going to study the Word of God tremendously because I never know who I'm going to impact. And I want to make sure that the gospel I'm giving them is the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, my love for the Word stems from that. And uh, from, from the team's perspective, I'm really excited to talk about this. So um, th- this year, we've done something incredible. Um, our head coach, Jim Caldwell, who's an amazing guy, allowed us to start doing a daily Bible reading. Um, and it, we, we, we're reading the New Testament, and we're reading a psalm a day. And I, I've seen, um, particularly in the DB room, I've seen young men who really never really read the Bible pick a day, excuse me, each safety picks a day, and we read a passage, and then we kind of interpret what that passage means to the rest of the, the safeties, and it's, it's, it's so warming to see young men who probably any other way wouldn't be reading the Word of God, not only reading it, but then um, taking accountability to share what they've read with others, and then we we holding each other accountable and we're growing together and the the way the way the way that we bond now is so much more than it was before. I'm so excited to see what the Lord is doing and I'm pretty sure it's the same in other rooms as well. But I'm only in a DB room, so I can only test for that. But God is doing amazing things on, on our roster. I'm excited about it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, um, Dan and I sat yesterday with a player on the team and his wife. Uh, uh, for counseling, and he came from another team. This is his first year with the Lions, and that's what he talked about. It was really interesting because he was talking about how the other teams, 
the, the defensive backs rooms, the DBs on Thursdays go out to the club. And he comes to Detroit, and he's like, oh, my gosh, this is a whole different experience. This room, they're studying the Bible, and they're talking <laughs> about God and Jesus and their faith, and they're sharing it, and they don't go to the club. They go home to their wives, and they try to be exemplary husbands and fathers. He goes, I've never seen anything like, quite like that in the NFL. So it's like a lot of that's this guy yeah. and these guys. It really is. There's incredible leadership on this team that's really, really cool. Um, here's, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask any one of you to respond to one more question. And Don, if you want, we have maybe 10 minutes. And if you don't want to preach, you don't have to. But if you want, you got 10 minutes. That'll work. That's up to you. Um, but before Don says anything, I want to ask one more question. Because while I t- ask this question, we're going to take the offering. Because that's what we do at church. We take the offering. And here's what I mean by that. If you're new here tonight or you came because these guys and their wives are here and this isn't your church or you've never been here before, just feel free not to give a dime. You don't have to give anything. This is not a moment for you. This is for Kensington people like me and us that say, man, we believe in this mission and we want to give back to this is what these guys do. And and it's really what the word says to do. We're generous because God has been generous to us. So we give back. So yesterday's are going to pass pouches as we continue to go. And again, if you want to give, give. If you don't want to give, you're our guest. We're glad you're here and uh, we're glad you brought somebody. Last question would probably be this. What do you think God wants to do with you or with this team going forward? Do you have a vision? Can you articulate what is God uniquely doing in you? That's what I'd like to hear, the personal. Yeah, more, more, more yourself than Detroit Lions because you don't even know how long you'll be here or if you'll be here or somewhere else. And, and so it's really a personal thing. It could be a player. It could be a wife. It could be any one of you guys saying, Or even okay, what are you learning? What are you yeah. learning? What is God sort of growing you in and where are you headed? Anyone? I can start. <clears throat> I haven't... Actually, an interesting story just happened to me uh, what is today? yesterday. happened. Uh, so I went and got gas. That's good. Filled my truck. <laughs> you, you didn't uh, go 20 minutes from your house to get that, right? I had to, I had to drive extra far for a chiropractor, so it was a, another long journey for me. Uh, but when you know, I went in and... Uh, Paid, and as I was walking out, a woman said, excuse me, sir, can you, uh, I'm trying to think exactly how she phrased it, she said, can you, can, I, can you spare any money, was the general message. She said, I'm $17 short for a room, uh, which I didn't really understand, but I just, I said, yeah, sure. So I stopped, and I gave her $6, which, you know, you kind of think, wow, that's not very much, you know. <laughs> Especially right now when you're, in, you know, and I'm telling it to all of you. Uh, but at the time. We, we are thinking that, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and so here's, but that's kind of just, um, and, I, and I don't, and actually I don't usually have a lot of cash on me. Uh, but I did at that time. And I still only gave six, you know, just kind of my usual thing. Uh, and as I was walking away, back to my truck, uh, I just had a thought that said, you should have given her more money. And I, I kind of I recognize that thought as a Holy Spirit kind of thought, you know. Um, so I sat there, and I stopped halfway between, and I said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty frugal guy. Um, <laughs> Alyssa's shaking her and, head. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was, yes. 
So I went back and I gave her sixty dollars, mm -hmm. uh, and she said, uh, she said something like, she started crying, uh, and said, "Thank you so much." And she said, "Give me a hug." And I gave her a hug, and I said, uh, I think I said, "Merry Christmas." And she said, "They don't make them like you anymore." <laughs> and, I, and then I just, and that was it. But anyway, that's just listening um, to those thoughts is something that I'm working on, and that happened to me recently. All right, so good. So you're hearing the voice of God. Yeah. Good. Anybody else want to share anything? I'll share a little. Um, first, I just want to say that I'm super grateful, super thankful um, for Ann, because Ann takes us every Wednesday, training us up, um, just training us up in the Word of God, training us up to pray, training us up to just be women who are sold out for God, who love their husbands, who love their children, just raising us up to be amazing women. And I think what I would take from that and what I feel like God has called and purposed for me is he purposed me to be um, a good steward of what he blessed me with, especially my husband and my children. He's, he called me to make sure that I'm, you know, nurturing my home, taking care of my home, praying over my children, praying over my husband, um, encouraging my husband and encourage my children because at the end of the day, we're, I'm raising um, leaders and um, children who will love Christ and who I desire for them to be sold out for Christ. And so what we try to do is to live a life that's pleasing to him in front of them so that they can see that and know that I can live this life also. So I think what I'm grateful, super grateful for, and I feel like God has placed me here at this time, at this season in my life, is to just be under her teaching, under her leadership, so that I can know that when I leave here, that I can do this same thing at my own home. And then I can also take young girls up under my wing and teach them those exact same things. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Anybody else just dying to say something? Because if not, I'm going to give Don. You see that little red number or green number? That's all I got. That's, That's all what I need. you got. When it hits zero, That's all I, need. I never, I never go over. By the way, Don. Yeah, they know. They know I go over. So that's sort of a a goal, all right? A goal. But but you want us to leave the stage, or you want to just step up? Completely up to you. How do you all feel? Let's take a vote. No, go and get up there with Sarah. Yeah, go. We don't want to take any more of your time. He's we're good. Gonna, He's we're good. gonna let Don take. Oh, this is interesting. Six minutes. You gotta go hard for five minutes. Oh, kind of, kind of warm them up. All right, so um, if I could for five minutes and 49 seconds, <laughs> uh, speak to you about something that is very near and dear to my heart, um, and that, that is this one thing, the gospel, right? So there, there are two um, aspects to the gospel. Right? John, well, Paul, I apologize. Paul says that it is of the first importance in 1 Corinthians 15. Right, and that is uh, Christ died according to the scriptures, that he was buried and raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And, and it is by that that we are saved and that we are being saved, and we will be glorified eventually unless we believe in vain. That's the gospel in a nutshell. But the, John 3.16, Christ speaking to Nicodemus kind of gives us um, the, the gospel in a relational sense. And uh, he says, um, as Moses 
raise up the serpent in the wilderness, so also must the Son of Man be raised up, so that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomsoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the point of the gospel. Uh, not that we would be under God's judgment, but that we would be free from sin through our belief um, in Jesus Christ. And most of us here who are, all of us here who are believers, are believers because of that basic concept of faith in Jesus Christ, right? Peter goes on and says, there's by no other name that we can be saved uh, other than Jesus Christ. And the, the, the reason I bring this up to you is a lot of us, once we place our faith in Christ, we're left with that now what moment, right? We, we have those few days of, of cloud nine, I'm free from sin, I'm saved, and then reality hits us, and, you know, we kind of start having some urges, not all urges that we had before we were saved, and we're like, what now? What do I do now? And I would exhort you today to think of it this way. Instead of asking, what do I do now? Ask, who can I give that same grace that was given to me to? You see what I'm saying? So uh, the, the Bible says that we are ambassadors for Christ and that we actually act in his stead while he is not here. So if his sole mission was the gospel while here on earth and then gives us that mission, it behooves us to then figure out how do we use our talents, how do we use our gifts, how do we use our positions, our sphere of influence to then impact, infect even the world with that same gospel. Yeah. And a, a lot of people take, well, I'll say they fall in either one camp or, or the other in terms of salvation. I'll put it this way. Um, it's either you in the Billy Graham camp in which you're going to preach the gospel to everybody you come across, <laughs> or you're in, um, you're in the camp that says, you know what, uh, God saves whom he wants, right? And to that, I'll say this, regardless of which camp you fall in, the common denominator there is you have to preach the gospel. And this is a, a bit heady, but I'll make... If you believe that we have um, a choice to be saved, then you must believe that that person heard the gospel to make that choice. Mm -hmm. If you believe as Mother Teresa believed, which is that God saved whom he wants... Well, then you must also believe that that person is predestined to hear the gospel because there's no other way to salvation. Therefore, the common denominator in every believer's life is to figure out how do I portray the gospel by the way I live and also find ways to speak the gospel so that individuals can believe. That's the end game for us. The end game is not that we get them saved, we don't have the power or heaven or hell to place them in, but our end game is that we preach the gospel to them and then watch God move. And Matthew 28, I've said this before, Matthew 28, uh, Jesus says, 
Um, all power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Uh, therefore, go unto all the world and make disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And my favorite part of that verse is, Lo, I am with you even until the end of the age. I believe that the, the Lord is with us, every last one of us, when we place our faith in him. But those who take upon them that, that great commissional mantle to preach the gospel know him differently. Because it is in those moments of preaching the gospel, it's in those moments of taking God's heart upon yourself to act that you have an intimacy with him that someone who just comes to church and leaves will never experience. And it's in that moment that you know mm, there is a God, right? And I'll, I'll end with this. There, there's a passage in, um, in Acts where, I, I'm over Dave. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, and, uh, in, in, my, in my first closing as coaches, um, there's a passage in, in which uh, Peter, John, and, and, and James were, were preaching, and the, and the people looked at them, and it was like, are these not the fishermen? Mm -hmm. right? uh, are these not common people? And if you're talking about Peter, is this not the idiot with his foot in his mouth all the time? <laughs> right? But from that preaching, they understood that these men were with God, mm -hmm. common individuals. So what does that mean for us? You may be one who says, Don, I'm too old to preach the gospel. I don't have the strength to do it anymore. These young kids running around. I say you're perfect. Because the Bible calls those who are old to teach the young. Right? You, you may be one to say, you know what, man? I'm too young to, to preach the gospel. And I, I say that you're perfect. Uh, because the Bible calls those who are young because they're strong. And, and an, another notion, the, the, if you watch the Olympics last year, the average age of the greatest athletes in the world were between 16 and 23, hmm. right? So that just dispels the notion that you're too young to accomplish anything. Maybe you say, you know what, I'm, I'm not smart enough. I mean, look at Peter. No, no. Um, I, 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 I would say this. You're perfect because God uses uh, the dumb things to confound the smart, right? Or maybe you say, I'm just too weak. You know, I don't, I don't have the strength to, I don't have the moxie, I don't really know a lot. I'll say that you're perfect because God uses the weak to overtake the strong. There is yeah. not a person in here who cannot be used by God. And if you would take it upon yourself just to take that leap of faith to proclaim the gospel, um, just watch and see what the Lord does. Mm. Just, I mean, t test them on that. Just watch to see what the Lord does. If believers would take upon themselves that great commissional mantle and proclaim the gospel. All right. Appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Appreciate that. All right. I'm going to do two things. I want to thank these guys, and then I want to have Keisha pray. Right? You didn't know this, but I mean, uh, you know, like, whatever. I just, yeah, we want to have it right. But I, I just want to say this to you, Casey and Laurel, Elise and Golden, Alyssa and Zach, Keisha and Don and Miles. I mean this. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Here, here's what they may not understand. I know, I know how you guys work. I know this is a long drive. Most of these guys live down near Allen Park where our facility is. So it's an hour drive, especially at 5 or 6 o'clock. I mean, seriously, there's a lot of people that didn't get here tonight and you guys are here. And it means a lot to me and it means a lot to these people. It really does. So thank you. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Um, 
And I'm hoping somebody comes to Jesus tonight. Amen. I really do. I think somebody's here because of these guys. And, uh, and that's why you're here. You were here to hear the truth that these guys live. And the last thing I want to thank, last person I want to thank before I have Keisha pray is I want to thank Cody and Jenna. Yeah. I don't know where they went. They're probably backstage. Um, they have been such a blessing, not only as our son and daughter-in-law, but to, to be able to partner with us this year. Some of these guys know they've done more Monday night Bible studies than Ann and I actually have. With Ann's dad and things going on this fall, it would have been really a tough way to even be there, and they've been there, and I think they've blessed them. I think Zach even heard from God, because a lot of things Cody's been teaching in that is how do you hear the voice of God, and that was part of what was going on there. So it's been a blessing to do that. You know, what a dream come true for us to do that with our son. So, all right, Keisha, you pray. We're going to do a couple more songs, and they're beautiful songs. Man, you guys know So Will I? Anybody know So Will I? By Hillsong. It's, it's just an unbelievable song so that you can't leave. You've got to sing it. And by the way, one more thing I'll say. Preachers do this all the time. One more time, one more time, one more time. Um, we did ask them to come, and we did say, you're not going to have to sign a bunch of autographs, right? I mean, I'm sure they do it if you bug them, but please don't. We wanted them to be our guests and just be one of us. You know, not like a celebrity, but one of us in the faith. Um, so they're going to go back down and sing because they don't get a chance often during the season to worship like we're going to worship. And so they're going to come down and sing with us. Keisha, pray as you pray. We're going to move these. Nah, we'll, you pray, and then we'll move the chairs and we'll sing. All right, let us pray. Heavenly Father God, we just want to thank you so much, God. Thank you for being our father. Thank you for being our lover. Thank you for being our friend. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for just allowing us all to be here today, assembled in one place, under one voice, under one mind, Lord God. We just thank you so much, God, because we know that we're not here Good just to be here, Lord God, but we're here for a purpose, Lord God. So God, I pray, Lord God, over every individual that's here today, Lord God. God, if they need healing, God, I pray that you heal their every part of their bodies, Lord God. If they need peace, Lord God, we speak peace that surpass all understanding, Lord God. God, if they need your joy, Lord God, we pray that they rejoice always, God, even when they go through trials and tribulations, Lord God. And I pray, Lord Jesus, God, even as done, minister your word, Lord God, I pray that it prick their heart and challenge them, Lord God, to go out and minister, go out and tell their story, share their testimony with individuals and let them know how God brought them through, how God brought them out, how you've just done amazing things in their lives, Lord God. And it's because of you, God. God, I thank you so much, Lord God, that you'll just use your people, Lord God. We surrender our mind. We surrender our heart. We surrender our all to you, Lord God, and say, use us as you see fit, Lord God. Use us as your will, Lord God. Let your will be done in this place, Lord God. Let your will be done in every individual life, Lord God. You know exactly what their need, need is, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that they leave here with answers, Lord God. God, let, a, let no head go unturned, Lord God. Let no rock go unturned, Lord God. Let every heart, Lord God, be touched by you tonight, Lord God. God, if they need you, God, some people here, Lord God, they want to know more about you, Lord God. They want to become saved, Lord God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you just prick their ear, whisper in their ears, Lord God, and let them know that you are God, that you love them, that you forgive them for every sin, forgive them for everything that they've done, forgive them for their past, Lord God, but you are here now, Lord God, to love on them, God. 
You are a loving God. So I thank you, Lord God, for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love, God. I pray now in the name of Jesus, God, that your people feel you, feel your presence, Lord God. God, I pray that you give them safe travels home, Lord God, even in their cars, God, if they get in them, Lord God. I pray that they feel your presence, Lord God. Let them know that you're there with them, Lord God. And I pray that even those people who may be um, fighting depression, fighting oppression, fight, fighting suicide thoughts, God, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you heal them, Lord God. Let them know that you are their God. Whatever they have in need of, Lord God, they can whisper to you, Lord God, and you will send answers. I thank you so much. God, we love you. We praise you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You should pray before the games. You can give it to Cody on the end. Can we guys take that with you? Thanks, man.
guys, I can see it. You're standing in the face of your mountain and believing with all your heart that God can do it. But I feel like there's faith that needs to arise on another level, that God will move your mountain tonight. Whatever thing that is, whatever obstacle that's in your way, I believe that God will move your mountain because he's done it time and time again. Like the Bible has so many stories of God just doing miracles and he's still the God of the Bible. He's still the God of right on time in your face, like right here, right now. And I believe that tonight, if we just sing this with the faith of a mustard seed, tonight you are gonna see some breakthrough in your life. So you look that mountain in the face tonight and believe, even just a little bit, that God can move. So let's sing that again, okay? at this church and at this campus is, some of you know this, but many of you don't know this, starting last night at about, I don't know, 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock, people back in that room started praying 24-7 for this evening, praying for you, praying that God would show up tonight in your life. And so if you don't want to leave and you want to come up and pray with one of those people, they'll be at the front of the stage. And if you need to lay something down, maybe if you're struggling with something like Val just said, there's a mountain in your life, you just are struggling to believe God can come through, come up front before you leave and just leave that here. Leave that mountain here and walk out with a God bigger than that mountain because God is huge and he is the God that can do it again. I don't know what he's going to do, but I know who he is and I know what he can do. And so some of you need to just leave that before you walk out of here. And I'll just say this, come back this weekend if you want to be with us. We're in a great series called The Heart of Christmas where we're going to look at how do you find peace? Everybody wants peace. How do you find it? That's what we're going to talk about this weekend. God bless you. Have a great night. We'll see you this weekend. Bye-bye.